Today's episode of We Went Blues is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you with indispensable intel on how to stay home, motivated, and productive at home. We're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com forward slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com forward slash tips. Welcome into We Went Blues, the podcast with Barrett Jackman and myself, Jeremy Rutherford. This is episode 42 and our guests during the continued NHL pause. We get a chance to talk it over with number 55, Colton Pareko. Jax, uh, we'll bring in Colton in just a minute, but uh, I think uh, I should take a lot of credit for the success in Colton's career. We saw him uh, after the Blues drafted him and you look at the size and and stature, skating ability, and uh, I said, this guy is going to be a good one. It's just a matter of whether he's going to play 15 or 20 years in the league. Yeah, typical uh, media. Uh, you're going to take credit for uh, a guy that's <laughs> got some natural talent and some hard work, but uh, yeah, you, you go ahead and take that credit, JR. <laughs> Colton, how much of that credit do you get, and, and how much uh, does the media get? Uh, I don't know, 50-50. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Way too nice of a guy there, uh, Colton. Yeah. You, you can really speak your mind on this podcast. Yeah. Nobody listens anyways. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk it over with uh, Colton Pareko uh, in episode 42 uh, about the NHL pause. Of course, what he's been doing to keep busy. He's also the player rep, the go-between uh, between uh, union executive Donald Fear and the Blues. He, he speaks to uh, Doug Armstrong on the union's behalf. Uh, he was on a Zoom conference call. How about that? The team got together last night on a big call that the NHL put on. And also, uh, we want to play a game later on. We're going to play a game of uh, WWCD. What would Colton do? We'll tell you more about that later on. But, uh, Jax, why don't you uh, bring in our guest here, Jax? Yeah, Colton Preco, big number 55, uh, known as uh, one of the nicest guys in the league. But uh, uh, a booming slap shot, Colton, uh, you know, you've had a young career, but uh, you've you've already accomplished a lot. So, uh, you know, welcome to the podcast, and uh, we're, we're excited to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a good and hopefully uh, a fun episode. Colton, can you believe that uh, it's been five years? I was looking up your uh, career profile, and it just seems like we were breaking training camp, and you and Joel Edmondson were, uh, you know, not surprises to make the team. Everybody saw the talent there, but it was kind of big news that the two young D guys had had made it. It doesn't seem like it was five years ago. I know. It's crazy, and I still can remember it like yesterday, the day that we were in uh, Ann Arbor. So we were in Ann Arbor my rookie year for training camp. We went down there, and um, kind of had like a little team bonding, and uh, the boys were all together. And I still remember uh, kind of them letting me know that I was going to be playing my first the home opener in the first NHL game uh, against Edmonton uh, that year. So it was uh, definitely a special moment. And I still kind of like you said, I can't believe it's been five years. I I remember that like like nothing, and um, it's it's been a, a fun five years. I think that's why it's maybe maybe been going by so quickly. Just that uh, we've had a a lot of good teams throughout these five years. I think when you're having fun, you're winning. Um, obviously, kind of you can translate that to, that to anything. But uh, time flies when you're having fun, and 
I think uh, that's kind of what has been happening here. Yeah, going back to your, uh, you know, that training camp where you, where you made the team. Uh, I said this to to Eddie as well that uh, um, we get two guys that are six foot six and uh, myself are pretty close to that. But uh, you you guys they couldn't have three of us all. So you know that's kind of why I went on to uh, to Nashville and and you and Eddie uh, uh, kind of took my role over. <laughs> yeah, try to get some big guys in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I tried to I tried to play tough, but I, I didn't have the size that you right. uh, you two boys had. But uh, you know, play tougher it, than me though. <laughs> well, we, we never so, never tangled so we, we don't know yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> i think that's uh we can say that though <laughs> so going back to that uh you know when uh when doug armstrong and and uh uh you know the coaches they sit you down and say hey you're uh, you know you're going in the lineup and and a dream of playing in the nhl so what was that uh, you know going through your head after uh, you know coming from st albert alberta and and you know following that journey to to get to the nhl and, and finally having that uh, uh you know that that nod to, to say that you're going to play your first game yeah, I think just personally, I think I've had quite the the route to get to the NHL and kind of the, the way that I took is un, unordinary and just how kind of it all played out was, was pretty cool. I don't know how many kind of people know the story or what kind of happened, but I almost finished playing hockey at one point just because I was going to start focusing on school or start focusing on, on something else. And um, it was one of those things where my buddies were playing in the WHL home and stuff and I was... Um, Obviously, nowhere near there. I was still playing midget double A, so I was kind of thinking I should maybe start getting my my uh, life in order. And I thought maybe starting to think about schooling and stuff. But I enjoyed playing. I love going to the rink, and that's still my best friends back home. All come from hockey, so um, I, I enjoy going to the rink, and that's what made it fun. So I continued to play, and then uh, I grew one year, and I just ended up uh, going over to Fort McMurray, which was an AJHL camp. I uh, ended up making the team like seventh D-man, like in and out of the line my first year. Um, so that was fun. So I did, and like I, every kind of every step, like I, I was like super pumped to, to make it to. So I made the team. So I was super pumped just to even make it there. And then I started to talk to schools. Uh, and then when I committed to school, I was, I thought like that was the dream basically. So kind of cool. What was cool for me as every step was um, kind of my dream almost of where I was at. So um, to, get to kind of where where we were then where uh, they told me I was going to play in my first NHL game that was uh definitely a special moment and that's why I think I can remember like remember it so clearly and um it, it's been uh it's been fun yeah it's such such a cool sport a lot of good people involved that I've met through all, along the way as well so um yeah oh it's uh, pretty cool yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you grew up just outside Edmonton and, uh, you, I'm sure you're a huge Oiler fan growing up, but, uh, you know, most guys go South after, uh, to, to try and kind of, uh, you know, get that dream going, but you go, you go four hours North of Edmonton and, uh, I don't know how many listeners know exactly where that, where Edmonton is, but, uh, you know, Fort McMurray is another four hours past that. And then you end yeah. up going to Alaska to play hockey. You just, uh, you know, trying to get as far away from all the scouts and, uh, <laughs> And the NHL is possible, right? Seriously, that's the other thing too. I was kind of, I was kind of in the middle of nowhere, especially in in Fairbanks. That I was up in Alaska, which was, yeah. I mean, can't really get much further away than that. And then, uh, like you said, Fort McMurray was was uh, four hours north of my hometown. But if anyone doesn't really know where Edmonton, it's up kind of it's Western Canada. Um, 
so up and left on the map and then uh but two days ago it was snowing so if that gives you any <laughs> kind of <laughs> reference to uh the, the climate there i guess Colton, uh, I've never talked to you about this, so I don't know where this is going to go, but I remember you were about two years into the league about, and you know, my uh, little guy was a big fan of yours. And uh, I actually had an interview with you on the phone uh, one time. You, you probably don't remember, but I had told my son, hey, I'll put it on speaker and uh, you can kind of hear Colton Pareko. And, and he said, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. So anyway, you were nice enough to get on the phone and, and say hello to him. Well, the, the previous game, he had noticed that I don't know, maybe you had a, a bump or a red mark or something on your uh, on your face, you know, during the game. He saw that. And so I hand him the phone. You say hello to him. Hey, little buddy. And uh, the first thing out of his mouth is, uh, where'd you get those bumps? Why do you got those bumps on your face? And I about, <laughs> I about melted. I grabbed the phone from him and I said, so what do you think about those world championships? I was a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, I don't know no. if you remember that. <laughs> no, that's, that's good, though. That's uh that's funny. It's always fun to, uh, I guess, connect with, with little guides, and they they obviously uh, get nervous or they they want to say something, and that was that's what he had to say. So yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and so we have some uh, Colton Pareko fans in the house. Uh, we were also at a party for uh, John Kelly, his Stanley Cup party, and you were the player there who was uh, pouring the drinks out of the cup, and my wife uh, took a drink, so she's always gonna remember you as as the guy who hooked her up with the cup. So <laughs> so there you I go. Like no, that was a, that was a fun time. Those those parties were fun. Real good time. Any opportunity you got to go, I yeah. had to take that one. And, and speaking of the cup, uh, hard to imagine that the playoffs would have started last night, Colton. I know, crazy. Um, it's just it seems weird. I don't know. It, it almost. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like you play obviously the seventy-two games, and um, you want to you kind of play the season to battle for the playoffs, and obviously the playoffs is the fun part. So tough to be stopped um, at the time at this point. And, Obviously, knowing that yesterday was going to be the start of, of playoffs, it kind of maybe hits a little harder, but um, you just got to make sure that you kind of look back, understand why, and understand that um, we're just fortunate to be able to play hockey, and there's a lot more important things that are, are happening right now that uh, need to be taken care of. So hockey will resume eventually. Uh, so obviously, this is what we love to do. This is why why we play, and obviously to win a championship. So but uh, sometimes you just gotta gotta look at the bigger picture and look at the worldwide picture, and um, that's uh, obviously the right thing to do and what we should be doing. So, Colton, uh, it's obviously uh, you know very uncertain, and, and uh, some guys have, have headed uh, back to their home base and uh, to try and get some some training in, or, or just kind of you know get their mind away from uh, you know all this. So, what uh, what has been your uh, schedule, and where are you at, and and what have you been doing to you know trying to keep the body in shape and and get your mind uh, uh, just kind of in the right place to you know to get ready for the season to start again. Yeah, I uh, I'm still in St. Louis actually. I um, I'm here just at home and kind of just relaxing and just being home. I guess it's just myself here, but uh, all my family's back in Edmonton, like we were talking about earlier. And that's uh, a cup. You have to take two flights to get there, and obviously with the the airports and stuff like that right now, it's it's tough to get home. So just uh, relaxing here. Uh, another thing I kind of touched on earlier that it snowed two days ago. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> you could have went back to the snow or I could be here and plus 80 weather. So I, uh, I'm not complaining. And, um, but it's, it's tough obviously to be away from your family and 
time like this, so we make sure we, we stay connected. We talk a lot. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in training in the mornings. Uh, I'm just doing workouts at home here, uh, making sure I get outside if I have to do a couple workouts out there. And then I ride my bike, uh, make sure I keep up that way too. And I, I like to ride a, ride a bike, so um, that keeps me, keeps me active. What about the skating? You know, I know it's tough for a lot of guys because the rinks aren't just open and the league's not allowing you guys to go to the uh, practice facility and, and, and work out in small groups. I mean, is that going to be kind of the biggest thing is uh, just being off the ice for such a long time? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big part of it. I think, um, Jax, you can kind of obviously relate to this, that once you, you can kind of train all summer long, but once you step on the ice for that first time, it's like, it doesn't even feel like you train because you need to get your lungs back and I feel like the hockey, um, like conditioning is, is a lot different than any other conditioning. So, um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Jax? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I actually ran into, uh, Mackenzie McEachern, uh, in the central West End. I was walking my dog the other day and he said he, he picked mm-hmm. up, uh, a pair of rollerblades and he's been going around Forest Park. And, uh, I know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So my boy is, uh, 10 years old and he's, he's, you know, He's trying to stay in shape for uh, for tryouts whenever that comes for uh, for next yeah. season. So him and I have been uh, going around Forest Park too, and uh, you know trying to get those uh, those legs moving. But it's definitely uh, you know your summer workouts or you know your you know your your away from the season workouts really don't translate to uh, to skating like you said, and and that's probably mm-hmm. going to be the biggest thing for most guys is you know trying to keep their growings. Uh, uh, you know, strong and, and their lower backs. And, and that's usually the, the thing that hurts the most. And, and, you know, you can't really condition until you, uh, you get on the ice, right? Yeah. Maybe I need to get a pair of rollerblades. <laughs> we'll try and hook you up. Maybe we'll get a sponsor yeah. or you get Bauer to send you some or something. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Well, a lot of people are missing their uh, blues hockey, but you're a big sports fan too. I know you've gone out to Columbia for a few uh, Mizzou football, basketball games. I think you've stayed in town and went to some slew games too. Uh, just tough without the, the basketball, the racing. Uh, I don't know if you got any interest in this ESPN documentary coming out on Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, if, if you watch much TV these days. But uh, tough missing sports all around. Yeah, I enjoy sports. I like any live sporting event, no matter kind of what it is. I think you get an appreciation for for different sports when you actually go and, and watch them and kind of see what these athletes are doing. So I like going to pretty much anything. Like you said, I like to go to the slew basketball games or sometimes I've biked over and watched the slew baseball team a couple of times. And, um, I don't know. I go to Mizzou to watch the football and just, you gotta, I don't know. It's obviously the atmosphere is fun. Um, like I said, you get appreciation for the athletes. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's tough and it's, it's different to, to watch guys play video games and have them stream it on TV, I guess, and play, play sports through video games but uh one day i think i was watching like a nfl madden 20 tournament or something online where guys were just playing against each other which was kind of funny but um yeah it's it's different i guess yeah cole you you talk about all the uh uh you know you things you got to do with mizzou and and uh uh with uh you know the, the the races that were in town after the uh uh, the Stanley Cup. What was kind of one of the coolest thing, you know, away from hockey that you got to do after, uh, you know, raising the Stanley Cup and, and maybe getting an opportunity to do something that you never would have had uh, uh, done before? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think, well, our there was a team, like our team got uh, nominated for the best comeback in sports that year for the ESPYs. So our team, we uh, had a bunch of guys that went over to LA and we went to the ESPY awards. That was a 
really cool, I thought. Um, ended up doing a talk show host in New York with, for, with Andy Cohen. Um, so that was pretty fun. There was three of us that went there. Maroon and Eddie and myself went. Uh, we, we had fun there and um, things like that. I mean, then just like having the cup kind of anywhere and everywhere. I thought that maybe my favorite part was the parade, I guess. That was uh, pretty spectacular. The, the fans were nuts and um, such a cool experience to have St. Louis all come together just to celebrate the win and celebrate the championship. So um, that's kind of why we play is for not only ourselves, but the whole city. So it's kind of cool to kind of have as many people in, in one spot as possible and uh, bring it all together. Well, it was, it's nice that uh, you could remember that uh, the parade a little bit more than most of the guys that uh, <laughs> were out there. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I remember lots of it, but uh, we were we were in decent shape. That's for sure. We had a had a few good days before the parade. Hey, did you get a chance to watch the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, it was on the NHL Network recently. I did. I watched Game Seven when it was on. Uh, yeah, I was pretty. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. it was I don't, it was just crazy. Just like give you goosebumps and you just kind of sit there and have a smile on your face for like the whole game. It's it's cool. Colton Pareko, episode number 42 of We Went Blues. We've got a lot more to talk to him about. Colton, we wanted to ask you about uh, being the player rep. You're kind of the go-between uh, between the union and the team. Doug Armstrong's referenced you uh, a number of times, you know, saying that he's had conversations with you about things. Just how did you get that role and uh, what are your responsibilities? Yeah, I kind of just uh was i guess um i wouldn't say involved but i was kind of uh how do i what word am i looking for right now you're you're paying attention yeah i guess yeah yeah, pretty much i was paying attention to guess um what was kind of going on with the nhlpa and uh in my first couple years and then you have to be in the league i believe a year and a half or two years before you can be the pa rep so um, they asked if I wanted to be the alternate rep for a little bit because I was kind of interested, I guess, in it. So I did that, and then uh, a couple years later, uh, they asked if I would would like to do uh, be the rep for our team because every summer they ha- they hold uh, NHLPA meetings. So uh, I usually I usually would go to those and, and listen in and kind of see see where everything's at. So I, I was kind of interested in it, and uh, I guess I still am. So just uh, a good way to stay connected understand what's going on I guess with with everything and uh my I guess my role is to kind of pass on all the information from the NHLPA uh to our team and if our team has any questions or anything that I could try to answer if I can't then get the answer for them I guess so have you been getting any updates of uh you know a possible uh you know what a schedule would look like or or maybe uh you know a small training camp or have you guys even talked about that or are you guys kind of waiting and seeing to uh get further down the the road and and get this uh you know COVID-19 behind us before uh these things are, are kind of released to the players yeah I feel like there's I don't know there's just been so many different scenarios that we've kind of brought up or thought of that uh but at the same time it's like you kind of there's so many uncertainties like at the beginning of the whole thing there was obviously a lot of talk about it resuming sooner than later obviously and then now we understand like kind of how big it has gotten so now we kind of just uh figuring out i guess what what it what's going to happen and i think the the biggest thing you can do now is um just kind of see where everything's going and make sure that we we're on top of it and 
we're prepared for different scenarios and making sure that we uh, are ready for whatever happens or whatever might, might get thrown at us next with, with everything in the world. And um, I think for the most part, though, there's just so much uncertainty, I think, still. And so many different changes have only have already happened over the, the last three weeks that it, it keeps you on your toes. But um, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different things you could talk about, but they just kind of, I don't know, I feel like they're always changing. So I feel like every day something else comes up or there's a different idea or something else can uh, happen. So um, just we've, we've obviously been brainstorming and everybody's trying to figure out the best way to I guess resume the season if it's possible or finish finish the playoffs or uh, what what would be the proper way to do that so just trying to uh put that all together i guess and with under the circumstances that we we don't really know a lot and there's a lot of unknowns Colton and Jax, hey, we're going to take a short break uh, and tell everybody about uh, Roman. But when we come back, we want to talk about that Zoom call you had with your uh, teammates last night. That looked like okay. a lot of fun, Perfect. a chance to see everybody. And also, coming up in just a little bit, what would Colton do? Uh, we got some uh, situations to present to him and ask him uh, how he would handle those. We'll get to those in just a minute after this word from Roman. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you free in two days shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust it to your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, Go to GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We're back with Colton Preco on episode number 42 of We Want Blues. Colton, I got to ask you, uh, have you ever heard of Zoom prior to all this quarantine stuff? It seems like that's uh, what everybody's doing these days. No, I have not, but I've been using it quite quite a lot, actually, uh, surprisingly. Um yeah, it's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool little uh, little app, and uh, but I have not heard of it. Have you guys? Yeah, actually, uh, my son started uh, using it for school, and my daughter. So they have. Uh, I think my son has more uh, conference calls during a day than a normal businessman would have. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it is pretty cool to see him uh, to be able to talk and interact with his uh, classmates and and his teachers, and and you know, get any help that he needs uh, with the schoolwork. Because I'm definitely uh, not qualified for uh, for that type of uh, education. <laughs> so, cool. so on that Cole Calton, uh, Vince Dunn did mention that you guys are playing the Eddie Murphy song "Party All the Time," which I think some people kind of already knew, uh, but it got a smirk uh, on a lot of the faces there on that Zoom call. I guess we can start the production on the the TV. I'm sorry, the T-shirts uh, for the, the song. <laughs> yeah, start making them. Uh, no, I don't know how we even came across the song or how this one started, but uh, it, it's a good song. We we enjoy it, I guess. And, I don't even know if it's going to stick or if it's what uh, what the plan is, but uh, the wind songs are fun part of of our game and fun part of uh, kind of the culture. And obviously, we saw last year how uh, much Gloria caught on to to the city and to our team, and that was uh, obviously pretty cool. 
So this season you've been, uh, you know, unfortunately it was stalled, but you're having a great season, uh, you know, kind of getting some more ice time, more responsibility. Uh, and unfortunately it was without, uh, you know, Jay in the lineup, but uh, in 63 games, 10 goals, 18 assists, 28 points, and, and kind of setting career uh, highs. So uh, do they, uh, you know, those stats really mean much to you? I know you're a very, uh, you know, team-oriented guy, but, uh, you know, showing your own progress and, and showing growth in your game uh, uh, definitely uh, translates to the team game. So how do you, you know, you feel your season uh, has went and, and uh, evolved over the uh, the last couple of years? Good. I think uh... – Kind of like you mentioned, I'm not um, too worried about those things. But at the same time, uh, hopefully you can kind of translate lay those things and get them uh, to the team. And hopefully it translates and makes, obviously produces more wins. But I think from my personal span- standpoint, I just like to uh, try to improve every season. Um, there's always different things you can improve on and just uh, keep getting better. So uh, I think that's my thing. I'm not really a numbers guy, a stats guy per se, but I just want to, I think that, there's a lot more things that you could be effective at, like defending and different things like that, that uh, obviously aren't on the stat sheet that uh, are just as important or if not more important for a defender. So um, it's, uh, I thought the season has been going good though. I, uh, I thought throughout the season as it's been progressing, I continue, continue to get better and try to get a little bit more confidence. And um, yeah, so I, uh, I was looking forward to finishing there with the last 10 games and head into playoffs, but uh Hopefully we can kind of pick up where we where we left off and uh, go from there. And Colton, uh, you know, I know you probably get tired of talking about this over the years. It comes up a lot, but it just seems like you're so much comfortable unleashing that uh, slap shot of yours, uh, taking it a lot more regularly, you know, the last month or two of the season. Anything lead to that? And then, you know, as a follow-up, uh, I always get asked, you know, what is Al McKinnis and Larry Robinson uh, talk to guys like Colton Pareko about how do they help him. So if you could answer that too, I'd pass that along to you. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if why I'm shooting it more. I guess if or if it seems like that, maybe. Um, but I think just finding opportunities and getting in, putting myself in better, putting myself in better spots to shoot. I guess is another thing. I think that guys are are so fast now, and the, the forwards can play well defensively. That they're all, they're in the lane sometimes or. Uh, you you might see our forward. So a lot of the time, it's I want to shoot, but maybe there's a forward in the lane or something like that. I'm trying to keep keep the puck alive for our forward. So um, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people just think that I can get the puck and take a slap shot. But uh, I'm trying to keep obviously the the play alive, the puck alive for us in the offensive zone. Maybe uh, give the forwards some some more opportunities to cycle it and get make plays in the net or something like that. But um, I'm trying. I've been trying to work on getting open and trying to find spots where uh, I'll be able to um, get, get a shot off quickly if I get it. And I think that that has been uh, beneficial for sure. And as far as Al and and Larry go, they, uh, they're obviously two of the best mentors pretty much you could have Uh, two unbelievable players that have uh, been through the league and have, have seen a lot. So they, uh, they've been very helpful. Obviously Al uh, loves, uh, to tell me to obviously shoot the puck and he, he had a great shot too. So he kind of tell me his benefits when he would shoot it and how it can translate into, into a better game. And, uh, so making sure to uh, listen to that and Larry, uh, same thing as well, but he's, he's done a great job of helping me with my stick a lot. I still remember, uh, his first year coming in and kind of working on me with my stick and defending with my stick better and 
um, getting my stick in, in, in front of the puck. And uh, that has been uh, a huge help. And I notice it every single night and I use it every single night. And, um, just things like that, that uh, it's the little tips and tricks that kind of go a long way uh, that maybe you don't notice as the average fan when you're just watching the game. But uh, for myself and obviously other players, it's huge. Yeah, you know any uh, advice that Al gives you? Uh, obviously, came from me when I played with Al uh, my first year in the league. So you know, I, I've, kinda, you I've indirectly helped your uh, your career as well there. Perfect, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, Jax is around too, though. I see Jax around a lot too, and he's uh, he's been great too, and obviously has has helped my uh, my game. And good to talk to uh, about just different things. Uh, obviously, he's he was a staple in the league for a very long time. And, uh, part of the Blues organization for a long time, so very, uh, very good, very nice to have him around the rink and someone to uh, kind of help me through this and help me uh, help my time here in St. Louis. All right, that's enough. Time's up on that answer there, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we uh, wrap up, we want to do uh, this game that you've never heard of. Uh, what would Colton okay. Breaka do? You know, and it's about how nice you are, and so we're going to present you with some situations where maybe people aren't too nice to you, oh, and, and how would you respond? But before we uh, get to these, just uh, you ever get tired of people labeling you that way? Such a such a nice guy. Craig Burby uh, one time said that uh, he would let a daughter marry you. He was the you were the guy on the <laughs> yeah, team. I don't know. I don't even know how I got this reputation. Really, I don't know. I just try to kind of go about my day and just treat people like I like to be treated. So kind of I don't know. Not really. I don't know how I even got uh, like I got tagged like this, but I'll take it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to assume that these people aren't hockey fans. They don't recognize booze players, so they have no idea who you are out in public. But here's here's the first scenario: you're at Whole Foods or wherever you buy your uh, Iron Man food, and uh, you're in line at the register, and a guy steps in front of you, and let's say he even delivers a little bit of an elbow. What does Colton Pareko do? <laughs> I would probably just step back and move my car back and let him go, I guess. <laughs> and you don't know how you got the reputation. Depends how many, depends how much uh, groceries the guy's got. If he's going to take him a long time to check through or no, I would just let him go. Let him check out and maybe go see if there's another line open or something. Go to a different line. Yeah, it's uh, better to stare down at him and laugh than, uh, yeah. you know, have a confrontation, right? Yeah. If he needs to get his groceries quicker than me, then I'll let him let him do it usually i'm in no rush so luckily the next one uh this this might have happened to somebody i know uh but uh so say you know you're in uh, desperate need of some toilet paper you woke up really early so you can be the first one at the store uh you you walk into the uh right to the paper aisle because you know where it is and there are two six packs of uh tp remaining what what do you do Two TP, uh, you gotta. I don't know. You might just, have to just take one, eh? Just one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm well. If, it's, if I live on my own, so I don't need need that much TP. So uh, maybe see if anyone else is in the store. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Probably you'd probably have to get one, especially during a time like this. I think. Keep <laughs> it. Uh, keep it so that someone else can get some. Because I've seen like fights over toilet paper and stuff. <laughs> like it's crazy so yeah maybe just take one maybe yeah. or else i'm gonna have to have a fight up at uh up at the aisle up at the checkout all right what do okay, you do Jax? So, so this situation happened to me the other day and uh no way so yeah i walked in and i was kind of like you i grabbed uh grabbed one of the uh you know the packages walked yeah. around the store kind of contemplated going back 
I uh, got yeah. everything else I needed. There was not one other person in the store for five, ten minutes. Uh, so walked back down the aisle. I'm like, you know what? I'll just grab that other one. Just, just grab it. Yeah, I got a family of four. <laughs> you just never know. I was going to say, it's a little different for you. Yeah. Got more and, people in the family. Yeah. As you're going to need that. <laughs> and as I got to the uh, the checkout line, some lady came in. She was frantic saying she had a family of four, two grown uh uh, sons in the house, and so I just uh, I handed it over, no and uh, yeah, so yeah, it was uh, it, nice. it, it was a definite uh, you know mental uh, quarrel I had going on there. <laughs> it almost worked out though that you grabbed it. <laughs> it did, yeah. Maybe you know? I maybe I saved her family and her two uh, you know adult sons that were living at the house. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> well, you did a good deed. That adult day. sons <laughs> that are in the basement and uh, critiquing NHL players on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah hopefully she's listening <laughs> i doubt it she had no idea who the hell i was that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, unreal all right colton we got another one for you um this might be a tough one for you but uh you right. have to you have to pick just two guys off your team to quarantine on an island who do you pick and why and then i'll have a oh. follow-up after that okay uh i'm going jabo for one He's got a lot of skills. Uh, he's he knows what he's doing, so that's a, a for sure. And then number two, uh, who else kind of would uh, would be good out there with me? Let's see here. Um, maybe oh, maybe a SunQuest or something. Just someone that hopefully can give you a couple laughs. Uh, just lets you lets you have a couple laughs when you need them uh keeps it keeps it light entertaining out there you um yeah that's that's tough i think i'd have to bring brett hall um and probably just for the entertainment value um you know what and and probably uh maybe a guy like ryan reeves just to uh you know kind of set up Brett for some of his jokes and, and maybe play some pranks. But, um, <laughs> there you go. And the other part of it was who off your team would be the last on your list and why? Oh, last on the list. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think now. Who? Let's see here. Uh, Guy like Schwartzy maybe? Maybe I was going to say like a forward. <laughs> for sure a forward. Can't be a oh, D-man. Yeah. D-men no, are no. smart. Yeah, you got to stick together. They got to figure it out. Uh, maybe yeah, Schwartz he might be might be a good play. He, uh, I don't know if he has many outdoor skills, so uh, we could probably use those on the island. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, before we uh, get out of here, guys, we want to tell everybody that the Athletic is running a series right now of stories in which we want to support local businesses. Our uh, Cardinals writer Mark Saxon had several Cardinal executives and players give their favorite local dining establishment. And uh, that's up at The Athletic right now. And uh, I gave mine, uh, LeGrand's Marketing is a sandwich shop over in South City, good place. And so there's an article up about that on The Athletic. And Jackson, Colton, I just wanted to give you guys a chance to offer your spot. What's your dining spot in the area that you wish uh, people would support? Oh, Jackson, you first or me? Uh, you know, I'll go first, let you think about it okay. for, uh, for a second. Yeah, but, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so mine is uh, uh, the Corner Pub and Grill. Uh, a good friend of mine, Brant Bandanza, uh, he, he owns the Corner Pub, uh, the Shack, and the Tavern. And uh, he, he does a lot of work uh, 
uh, raises a lot of money for uh, the uh, first responders, and he also has a great staff that he, he is a very, uh, very generous uh, uh, boss. So uh, I know he's had to shut down, but uh, a lot of local businesses, if you can go out and, and support still, uh, whether they're, they, uh, they continue to uh, have curbside pickup or delivery, uh, or even some of those places that have, have had to shut down because it just doesn't make sense for them. Uh, I, I know buying uh, gift certificates uh, for future, uh, it definitely would help out these people. So, um, you know, please uh, support local. And uh, Colton, uh, uh, have you thought of one yet? Uh, I think the one spot I like that I, I try to take to, like, my friends to or someone when they come is Bogart's Smokehouse. It's uh, one of my – just a small little shack, uh, barbecue. I, I enjoy it. So, um yeah, I, I like that spot, I guess. That's a good spot as well. I've been there uh, many a times. Uh, well, Colton, we really appreciate it. Uh, this will be a fun podcast for Blues fans to listen to and catch up with you and see how you're doing. We also want to promote uh, Wayne Gretzky joined Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebrun. He was on the two-man advantage podcast that's at The Athletic, and so you can hear the great one, number 99, Wayne Gretzky, on that podcast. Don't forget to please rate and subscribe. We Went Blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash We Went Blues, you'll get 40% off your subscription to The Athletic. Well, Jax, Colton, it was fun to catch up with you guys. Yeah, that was great. Thanks for uh, having me on and thinking of me during this time. And, uh, much appreciated. Hopefully we get to uh, see you soon and we're back on the ice. Yep, Perry, thank you. Uh, really appreciate your time, and uh, g- good luck once uh, the season finally gets going. And uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, really appreciate it. Great. Thank you very much. For number 55, Colton Pareko, and for number 5, Barrett Jackman, I'm Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic St. Louis. This was episode number 42 of We Went Blues. We, of course, thank you for listening and supporting The Athletic, and we'll talk to you next week. Next week.